Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, yeah, up. Welcome, everyone, to the Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bishop, your hosts for today... Fun topic, top five irresponsible gun handling scenes assigned to us by one Brian McCullough. Mm-hmm. You talked to Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian and I talked for a while yesterday. Sorry, Brian, he's a giant uh, Ducks fan and they didn't get the uh, big, big draft in the NHL this year. The, uh, the number one overall guy, Connor Bedard, is supposed to be the next uh, Connor McDavid or Sidney oh. Crosby, oh. Like, you know, generational yeah, talent. And he was in the, his, his Ducks, his beloved Ducks were in the... In the uh, in the hunt, the lottery, and they one. they're they're getting the second overall pick, which is also going to be a very nice pick. It's one of those really deep drafts. Anyways, I felt bad uh, for for Macaulay, better Brian, so that's why I'm wearing my my mm. ducks obnoxious duck shirt. It's just a picture of a duck, and then it says UCK, and then uh, also uh, spoke with him, and he was still had high hopes for the draft when I t- talked to him yesterday, mm. and now it's all good. It's all gone. upbeat. But uh, it is a, uh, a fun topic, like you said. And Indeed. it was one of those ones where we really, I almost wanted to alter the, the topic as, right. uh, early in the week because I was, I could think of a bunch of them. And Carano and I were doing this on the After Disaster last night, talking about the topic a little bit. Mm. And we we're trying to think of some. Like, I know there's one where. Early after disaster, Monday night. Yeah, we did one Monday night because of the timing of this show. So oh. uh, he, someone was just mixing a drink with. The, there's still some that are in my brain that I can't quite remember. But they're there. Yeah, mm. there was one that Mike and I were talking about last night. We both remember it clearly, but we can't remember what movie it was. Where a guy's like on blow, I think, and he's yelling and screaming, and like at one point he waves the gun around and everyone ducks at the same time. What is that? That feels like a trope. I feel like I've seen the waving of the gun and the ducking. I can tell you this, uh, if TV shows were uh, were allowed, uh, many, many scenes from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, every time Frank or Charlie touch a gun, you can hear it like make yeah. the, the gun sound too. Not even a cock sound. Yeah. It just sounds like loose metal kind of clanking together. <laughs> There's a very good Boom. one where Homer gets a gun and he's like shooting beer That's gas. Right. <laughs> That's right. Some good. of these might be like TV very shows good. and cartoons. Very yes. good. Was, was he also? Yeah, that's what, that's he what was it was. using it for everything. As a hammer, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. For literally Guys, everything. I spent like a week trying to remember uh, who was using it as a hammer. It was, it was Homer. You got to rewatch he, he that episode. A, uh, it's great. He had like a support, no, a support group, but like a gun enthusiast club. Yes. Like a book club over his house. And uh, they're all horrified at his, at his wanton recklessness. <laughs> yeah, at how he's using it. <laughs> But I will, I've always remember just shooting the beers <laughs> in the living room. That's one way to get them open. Uh, it is. <laughs> All right. Should I start with um, with the Giovanni 
email? Oh, uh, long tease. Yeah, or do I talk more about it later? No, I think it's time. I don't know where it is. It's under Giovanni. Uh, yeah, but there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> this was an email about... Uh, All right, here we go. He, he sent us the clip of Florence, of Florence and the Machine. Not our own Florence, but Florence and the Machine singer uh, watching the scene from Guardians where her song is featured. Yes. Very wholesome. It was cute, yeah. She's sitting in the dark watching it and it looks like she was crying a little bit. Where emotional. Her song. And it's a part in the movie with Guardians where there is dancing involved to the point that Brian sent me a text earlier in the week while you were watching Guardians. Like, I think I had just let out. And you said peeing. Guardians. I was handling my meat. Guardian, Guardians, why are they dancing? Which is, mm. you know, a long running joke on the show going back to Just Friends. And I'm like, oh no, they dance. There's dancing that goes on in this movie. It's a little bit too sappy, a lot too sappy. for They could have burned that entire scene, and I would have been okay with it. And that's when Gio chimes in, and he's like, hey, uh, it's actually essential, especially if you watch the essential viewing, which is a holiday uh, special, and you'll see why they're dancing, which I can't really agree with that uh, sentiment. Anyways. There was, there was a reference to it, but I wouldn't say it. It's like, oh, that's why they're dancing. So here's the email, and I'm not going to spend a long time on this, but this brought me tears of, of pain and laughter, okay? This is Giovanni recollecting his childhood, which usually does not let down. Just read the email. Does not disappoint. So he sent the Florence thing. Uh, My response was that part of the movie should have been burned. And then he writes, it's deeply tied to the holiday special, which basically sets up the music stuff. I fought it, wanted to resent it. I saw the ploy. And then he says, I'm famously a non-dancing, non-joyous individual. And I like a townsman. And not unlike, there's some typos, not unlike a townsman from Footloose, I'm against young people displaying their fancy freeness due to my own internalized repression from being evicted from our apartment for dancing at 8 p.m. on my 10th birthday for less than 10 minutes because the Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer driving neighbor below with no vagina plans nor even bag of Coke on a Saturday night decided to ruin the lives of a single mom on welfare upstairs and try to make her homeless for trying to give her son a moment of joy with his friends. I hope that ginger bitch is long dead inside his Eddie Bauer edition casket. <laughs> so I had Jillian read that. And she also found just the idea of little 10 year old Geo chubby Geo, like 10 year old chubby Geo going, I, we can dance, ma, we can dance. And then it's just within like nine, at the nine minute once, mark, son. at the nine minute mark. So I wrote this legitimately made me laugh for a few moments. I hope you're embellishing as it, uh, I would feel bad if you're not the idea of you as a little 10 year old trying to have a moment of fun. And then with these results is so tragically hilarious. And then he writes on, and this is the last, and I'll, I'll let it go. Um, you literally just, this is Gio. You literally just made my day by telling me that I was driving, driving, doing the uncontrollable evil laugh. I sometimes do while alone and contemplating, is he dangerous? Should we be worried? And <laughs> contemplating my own existence, like a movie of personal tragedies that mostly features me being correct. It's actually worse. No prior. And this is now back to his 10 year old story. No prior noise complaints. The soft dick landlord literally, this can't be true. No, no, I don't want more evidence of which is not evidence at all. It's just more, uh, Gio paragraphs about the incident. Okay. So I, Geo, just, it ends here, but I love the story. He goes on to say, the soft dick landlord literally told my mom in front of me while I was 10, we didn't have an option to stay even if I apologized to the man. My mom <laughs> made me apologize to the man downstairs and he essentially told me to fuck off through his cracked door as I cried. And, and, and I don't recall, but I presume was my mom's 
character as he likely tried to fuck her back in 1993 when she was young and thin and pretty. The landlord said she was on housing and welfare and he worked for Microsoft so he had more rights and had to keep him happy. I don't think that that, that, that I can't imagine anyone saying that unless they're in a poorly written movie when they're trying to be painted as a villain. I'm telling That's you, me. this is the origin story of a supervillain. I'm pretty sure that conversation is illegal, you think? Let alone uh, the actions. I know... It was only 10 minutes as my mom declared it was 8 p.m. And after my actual birth time, we had only a few minutes until the 8.30 p.m. showing of the night before Christmas that we'd been waiting for for 11 days to see. How does he even remember these things? It was my last birthday party or birthday with like balloons and stuff that uh, the, with a cake and all that ever oh, in my 10 life. 10 years old as old as you old. I never danced again, missed all school <laughs> dances, and I don't even have a Dylan McKay cool guy I don't dance policy. You finding this funny and laughing had made it even more cosmically hilarious to me. This was healing. I'll think up some more childhood trauma for you <laughs> to laugh at. This should be a regular bit. <laughs> this might be a new form of therapy for me. My face hurts from smiling. No bullshit. Please include Avery because I would like him to read these. And then my final email. Oh, I him. saw it. I know. Um, I'd like him to read them on the air. Ah, uh, yes. And then my final email was, can I read some of this on air? And he says, all of it, go for it. So thank you, Gio, for... I mean, Bill Burr talks about this on his podcast too, and he, he gets in trouble for laughing at that thing. And it all started with him being on a plane with his now wife, and he was laughing like to the point that it was distracting other other uh, 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 flyers, yeah, other patrons. other what, what are they called passengers? passengers? And his wife goes, "What are you?" And she leans over and she sees he was watching Precious <laughs> because there's something very funny when they go over the yeah. top with the tragedy. The the, the, uh, the what what. Uh, the tragedy porn, yeah. Especially if you've experienced it and have added your own troubled past. Yes, exactly. Scary. I think that's what, I yes. think you're exactly right about that. If you've experienced massive trauma uh, as a young person, I think you can see the Normal, the healthy, well-adjusted people don't quite just, get it. Yeah. But if you've lived it or it's not a hypothetical. Story. Bill Burr, like he and his wife went to see uh, The Whale recently and she gave him, she read him the riot act on the way in. Like you were not going to be, and like it didn't, like he yeah, was like, that made it worse. <laughs> He appreciated how great a movie it was, but he also found another uh, uh, another avenue to enjoy this movie that most most people don't. It's true. But I like when we watched uh, Patch of Blue. I, I we watched that as a group with Indeed. our watch-alongs, and I let everyone know that I find it hilarious. I don't know if everyone will. And I think I, it's meant to be. I think a lot of people did not <laughs> see the humor, but it is very funny. That blind woman running into the the the, the bushes, the, the rose bushes at the end, and falling down in her glasses flying—it is fucking hilarious. Why was she wearing glasses? Because oh, she's blind. Sunglasses. She's very, very blind. Sunglasses, sunglasses yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shelley Winters just screaming horrible racist things. <laughs> that, was, that was like when I watched the the Killing Fields. Maybe the bleakest movie I've I ever still seen. Not seen that. It's so long, and I mean, this is spoilers, but it's not spoilers. Like it's what, like three and a half hours long. It's none of it's. Uh, joyous or you don't smile a single time and it's just so unforgivingly bleak that at the very end he's almost escaped and he's with some uh, some other person who's like a former prisoner of war mm. and that guy's carrying a kid on his back and there's like 10 minutes left in the movie and they can see safety and the guy he's with is carrying a kid and just steps on a landmine and explodes <laughs> <laughs> I just I lost him because it's just he couldn't just you couldn't just just give bend let him go through 10 more steps he can't uh, we not seen enough. I just, I just lost. I appreciate that. Don't, don't give it like just, a, a nice bow on the end. If, uh, just, if you don't, if you I was don't clearly want. played for laughs. It's just, 
He's right there. Can he not have one thing? No, he can't. Very good. Uh, Sexy bleak endings. All right, thank you, Gio, for for some good laughs. And Atticus, the worst part of when I was reading that email, it was just yesterday, Atticus is sitting on the couch soon after he came home from school. And he kept saying, what, daddy? What, daddy? And my dumb brain is like, is there any way that I can explain this to my six-year-old? There's no fucking way. I'm like, uh, Gio, Va- Gio Johnny. Yeah, a lot of backstory there. Gio Johnny's telling me something funny. And then he saw his mom laughing in the same email. And now Atticus has to know. Yeah. I'm like, uh, Gio Johnny just has a funny story about dancing. And now he got in trouble for it. That's, that's, uh, that's about boring. <laughs> okay, thanks, Gio. Let's... Uh, Let's talk Brian, better Brian McCauley's list. Here. Yeah. And uh, his list will be represented in red. He will be representing his list, but oh, I, I guess by proxy, Avery will be reading. Can we list. set the table with Brian? Is he a gun owner? Is he a gun enthusiast? You know, I don't think so. He's a teacher. Oh, uh, he's a professor. He's, he's given plenty of support to this program. He's had many, many lists and uh, he's been around for a while. I, I met him at a, a, a screening of groupers back in 20, whatever that was, 2019. 2018 maybe down in San Diego. Very, very good guy. I've talked to him on the phone multiple times. Sends us beer. He's oh. a beer guy. Oh, sends yeah. us beers. One of the guys. I mean, we get beers from a few, but uh, he, he sent him more beer than anyone else has. In fact, I have a very fancy beer that's been sitting in my fridge for like almost a year now oh, that wow. I'm waiting for a special, a special enough occasion to drink that Brian had sent me. You got a birthday coming up. I do. I wasn't hey. going to talk about that. Well, I was. Because uh. I got you a present. Oh no! Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like this, Brad. I got you a gift for your birthday. Okay, can you give it to me next week? No. Oh, uh, your birthday is in like two days, right? You know what's weird? What? We first sat down to do this show or a version of the show in my twenties. We're going to be doing a show next week. This this show, and I'll be in my fifties. Jesus Christ! I know. Twenties Span, to fifties spans uh, several decades. Several decades. That's 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 four decades four, of life, as I, as I can count. Yeah. Would you like too your, much? Would you like your gift? It's time to end. Uh, it's a check, right? Can I have my check? Uh, no, it's actually. Pay bills. A not, check for the show. I mean, is what I'm saying. Not a present check. You give me a lot of. Uh, oh, no. A lot of grief. Mm-hmm. Some of it justified. I think I might know where you're going. I would be shocked. All right. I'm going to write it down. The, 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 I, I, I can't imagine a world where you would guess this. All right. Now it's going to be embarrassing if, if it's not it. Can Avery verify the what? what no, well, not until after you say it. Oh, hands on. The song okay. type, yeah. Okay. I didn't see what it was, but oh, there, there's a lot of valid criticisms of me. <laughs> the, the valid word, the fact that you go there and admit that—that's what oh. makes me love you so much. Uh, there, there's valid, uh, you know, things it's that one I of can, the many things, but things that I can improve. Uh, however, I like to think one of my better qualities uh, is I'm very. Um, I'm considerate. Mm-hmm. You are. I, I, uh, I like to think that ever since my uh, debacle of the first year of our uh, gift exchange where I brought the girls next door DVD, which Bo- actually not that bad. Box it was a set. box set, yeah. Um, no one wanted it. I actually, it was I, trash. I feel like I bring consistently the most interesting gifts. Okay. And here you are patting yourself on the, the back. The Bad News Bears uh, jersey. That was good. Uh, the yeah. mug. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 what was it? The um, man, This is... You're talking the about democracy the, manifest. Yeah, democracy yes. manifest. So well, I pay attention. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, you so do. When you when you bring things up, yeah. when you say I love Dodgers Bears, right. or I you know this thing is hilarious, or whatever, and you say I didn't, something. I didn't wind up with either one of those gifts. Just to be clear, that's true. Yeah, that's true. If you were really considerate, you'd make sure Somebody's that the, just the got person. It for yeah, 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 that's right. I also <laughs> like games of chance. Um, <laughs> so I pay attention to things mm-hmm. that you say on the show. Yes, and you said something once. This was over a year ago. That. Uh, Stuck with me. Mm. I thought, wow, 
Wouldn't it be nice to do that for Anderson? Mm -hmm. You said your favorite movie mm. of the last, whatever, 10, 20 years. It's a ghost story. Yes. You remember what you said? I said a lot of things about a ghost story. Said, I'm, it's my favorite movie. I've never even seen it in a theater. Mm. You said that. I did. Because you haven't seen it in a theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh. I'll have you know. Uh-huh. I arranged yeah? for a special screening what? of a ghost story. What? And not just a theater. Mm. You ready for this? I'm ready. IMAX. What? IMAX theater. How, how, for your birthday. How did you do this? Uh, well, the catch is you have to go to USC mm. to, uh, to, to, uh, with mm. my friend Alex, mm -hmm. and uh, he has uh, mm. arranged to have their IMAX the uh, theater mm -hmm. uh, show a ghost story okay. at your convenience. This is phenomenal. It's very exciting. This is amazing. Are yeah. you coming? I, if I'm invited. You're invited. Huh? This is. I actually have no idea how many seats it is. I'm afraid. Well, I, mean, I imagine there's at least two. <laughs> I. What if I cry a lot? You probably will. I was going to say, I'm what do you mean, to. what if? I yeah. know I'm going to be overwrought with emotion. You can invite whoever you want. Brian, this is so thoughtful and creative and. Thank you very much. Yeah, and film related. It's just, it works. It's perfect. It's Thank perfect. you, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm excited for you. Happy birthday. Thanks, uh, man. You turned 50 once. And, uh, it, just to, to be clear, you said 50, not 51. You 50 said 50 once. One time. Yeah, you only turned one 50 time, one time. Comma, you only turned 50. Shocking that I'm 50. I, I'm, Shock. I, I can't believe this. you made it. I can't believe Hey. To, to define the odds. I, I meant more like I don't feel 50. Oh, I don't look okay. 50. Oh, I don't I act see, 50. I, see, I, I mean, see. I was going more down. Than that's, that. that's all I meant. Less the, uh, like the, uh, the actual survival part, which is... <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Brian, this is very nice. Very creative. Thank you very much. Plus, you I, I would love to wife. see Alex. You can Alex bring, will be you there. Can bring your wife. She's not seen the movie. I thought she, would, I thought she bailed out at the, the, the pie eating. No, am I wrong about that? That was no. Tyler. Oh. No, a lot of people do bail out of the... No, I, I just... I explained the movie to her and then started crying and then she started crying and... That was because I brought Alex... I mean, Alex. I brought Atticus into the equation mm -hmm. I was talking about how, you know, we're all here for such a small blip sure. in this movie, really. Because this is when I was still changing Atticus on the changing table. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to die. He's going to die one day. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, my God, this movie. Yeah. I'm so excited. IMAX. He cranked the sound with I that know. fucking score by heart. Oh, my God, I'm excited. It's exciting. Wow. So, um, yeah, Florida I'll, ceiling pie. Avery, can you come? It depends on when. It mm. really, I, Alex uh, has agreed to work with you to set up a date that works. Okay. So uh, whenever is convenient. Fantastic. He's not getting fired anytime soon, right? I can uh, <laughs> take a rain check Unlikely. and do it. Uh, he, he's, in a few months. Uh, he's ensconced. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good, 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 good. I have a couple of his DVDs I've been meaning to return for oh, quite some perfect, time, too. So. Perfect time. Yes. All right. All thank right. You. Hey, Brian, thank you very much. You're That's welcome, very, man. the Is bar it? has been raised. I've been uh, excited to give that to you for a while. It took, took a little, little, little doing. I'm very happy that it's not what I thought it was, which it was, was I thought you might have somehow, now that I think about it, it doesn't make sense, uh, reached out to the uh, Loaded for Bear guy and made some kind of arrangement oh. that we could have appointed. And I'm like, I hope that's not the case because of what I just said, how I'm mm. kind of happy that that didn't work right. out. And then you would feel like all your efforts were for not. So I, I typed, I typed down loaded for bear. Uh, that's not what I did. Doc.com is where you go. I did reach out to like, no. <laughs> all right. Cause that's you kept bringing it I up. did. I got, oh <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. Avery. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Happy birthday. Very exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Oh yes. This is, this is, this is fantastic. I've night IMAX. Yeah. IMAX and it'll yeah. work too. Cause it's a square. I know. Oh, I'm excited. All right. It's exciting. I am. I'm, I'm, it, it's very exciting. Brian, thank you. All, yeah. And all, thank you very much. No, I'm just, uh, sincerely uh, excited for you. It's so profound. It's such a profound movie too. Like, it, it, I don't use that word loosely. And it, it will, this, 
when I see this in IMAX and I'm completely enveloped in it and it's all encompassing, what's the, what's the word we word immersive, immersive. Like it's going to affect me for days, if not weeks to come. Like it's going to get, that's right. It's always in my brain. What if you but, can't ever watch it again because you saw it in IMAX? That's, you keep hitting up Alex to go back. <laughs> hey buddy. Alex, I need some, need a I need somebody just a scene, please, buddy. Just, I'll even take the pie eating scene. Just give me something. <laughs> just a taste. It's just the credits. Uh, oh, I'm excited. All right. Huh? Would have been better I just, just, if you said Fury Road, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be good. I just did a lot of talking. You want to start? Yes. Number five? Uh, number five for me. Did you guys talk criteria for this? Was there criteria? There had to be gun handling. Yeah. And it had to be irresponsible. I think because we kind of pulled off the same list. Brian was great in sending me, because um, I even looked where you looked. I guess I didn't look in the right place, mm. but Brian sent me a reference which was very helpful. I ended up sending that to Macaulay as well. Oh. Because uh, this is not an easily researchable no. uh, topic. As you heard at the top of the show where I was trying to recall a movie that turned out to be Homer Simpson in a random episode <laughs> <laughs> of The Simpsons. So I thought a little outside the box too. There's some great ones on my also ran list that I imagine will show up on the listeners or yours. But uh, my number five is a scene that has come up before. Mm. And it is a scene that uh, I think is, is very funny. <laughs> For tragic reasons, this scene involves Bruce Willis and Jack Black. Peaches, 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 peaches. And uh, it's when the Jackal mm. comes uh, across a, he has a gun delivered oh, to him by Jack Black. Black. Jack Black's character, who uh, is a, a, a gun creator. He, uh, he creates guns okay. like, by, you know, by order. And uh, the Jackal, who is a heartless motherfucker. Um, decides to test the gun on the delivery boy mm. or the guy that actually made the gun for him. And he does so by having uh, Jack Black's character go far out, hold up a target. Jack Black's character is not real pleased with what's <laughs> happening. Uh, turns out that it needs uh, to be uh, calibrated, oh. which, which Bruce Willis, the Jackal learns after blowing off Jack Black's arm. Uh, so then he's like, hold still. He's getting mad at him. This was on a, on, on a list not too long ago, but it's a that scene familiar. from a middling movie, but this scene will forever stick with me as tragically funny. And this is, while he's very methodical and precise with what he's doing with the gun and he's doing it for his own diabolical purposes to make sure that the gun's dialed in before he goes out and does whatever terrorist act that he's leading up to, which you only know if you see this movie. Uh, it, I, I feel like it's irresponsible the way that he's using a human life to- yeah. To calibrate yeah. the the gun, so that's my my number five. That's a very responsible. It's very. I would I would consider this very. Now, how many of yours are comedies too? That's something. I oh, one, two, just two. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, because I thought they were they were all going to be comedies when I when I first sat down to do the list, but uh, I guess only one really, arguably two for me. My number one, and my number one might be uh, well, hmm. might might. You might have a problem with it. We'll see. You would never call number one of mine a comedy. However, I believe it is played for laughs okay. in a dramatic film. Okay. Number five for me. Anderson, I don't know if you can read this. Can you read what's on my, uh, on my shirt? Can you read that? Ray's Music Exchange. That's right. That's where my number five takes place at Ray's Music Exchange in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. It's owned by Ray, mm -hmm. Ray Charles, mm -hmm. and the Blues Brothers. Okay. Uh, Ray, it would be irresponsible to uh, fire a gun between right. two customers yes. at another customer who's trying to steal a, uh, a guitar off the wall. I feel like firing at a customer, period. You don't firing at a customer, period. You don't need the other two flanking for Firing at a child yeah. customer, well, uh, even more egregious. Like a kid kid or like 17-year-old? What are we no, talking no, about? No, like, no, like eight. Oh. Like eight years okay. old. Uh, also, being blind 
mm-hmm. probably is is the final straw of irresponsibility. Yeah. For even owning a gun. Now we like to believe that this is an actual uh, occurrence that occurred, an occurrence that an incident that actually happened. I mean, it's a biopic, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it is, uh, it's a Ray Charles origin story. Oh, this is a Ray Charles movie. This is the Blues Brothers. No, Blues Brothers. Yes. Yeah, he has Ray's Music Exchange. He is. Uh, he defends his story and are sent by Byron. Is it Ray Charles? It's supposed to be Ray Charles. Though? It is Ray Charles. It's actually him doing yeah, it, and it's, it's a him campaign. playing himself. Yeah. Okay. All right. But then he goes into the song. Remember, shake it tail. I don't remember that. I, I saw this movie You've begrudgingly seen it hundreds of times. <laughs> seen it twice. Once when I was a child. Once, I think you assigned it, and I oh. it was better than I remembered it as a child, but still not something that I'm gonna. Continue. We should do a watch along. We should watch it in IMAX. <laughs> you bite your fucking. Dick. I got a birthday coming up. <laughs> I. Okay, good. Yes, I that don't is, remember. That seems this like movie. a Hall of Fame Brian movie. Is do Blues you, Brothers? Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Oh, do you feel? It totally does. Do you yeah. feel any hesitation now to be mean to me that I've given you such a nice gift? No. Okay, good. No, no. Good. I don't want that to affect our relationship. It won't. It won't. What what I like about it is you had to ask a favor of another friend, which I know you're not. You don't like to ask things of people, so I know what it means. But I also don't mind if it's. If it's, I, I don't mind effort, I, I mind cost. You know what I mean? Like if it had cost Alex something, I would have been like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you would have, you know, if that well, was. Oh, yeah. of course. But. Yeah. All it cost was some juice. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the juice. <laughs> this is a juice, a juice move. move. Yeah. Juice, juice pull. Does, uh, all right, we'll talk about it. You got to wear USC gear. Does Alex, uh, does Alex like the, uh, like the movie? I'm pretty sure he loves it. Did it come up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, because we, we have talked about it in he's the not past. Italian. I know he's got a pension for Italian cinema. Number, you know what's weird? What's that? It's actually not weird to anyone but me, but I, I, I was driving on my way to the studio today in bumper bumper rush hour traffic while having, <laughs> dealing with road, road, uh, road rager right next, uh, right behind me. Yeah, not, not inside your car, outside the car. Yeah, I was not, I, I rarely rage on the road, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I get a, a, a FaceTime call from a number mm-hmm. I don't recognize. It's a friend I haven't talked to or seen in 15 years. He's FaceTiming me from Italy. Mercury retrograde. So I'm, what? Oh, yeah. So I'm talking to uh, my buddy in Italy. Like for like 10 minutes on the way here, I FaceTime. Driving down the freeway. Driving down the freeway. It was bizarre. That is surreal. He was showing me like where he, he's like, this is what gets you $2,000 a month gets you. It was like an eight bedroom house or something, 4,000 square feet. Gee, right. I gotta get to Italy. I was gonna say. Bralo, Steve Bralo. I haven't talked to him forever. All right, number uh, four for me is a movie that we both Wait, what about Oh yeah, yeah, of Macaulay. course, Macaulay. Yes, Macaulay. Sorry, better Brian. My God, I'm, my God. I'm all over the place. And he's got my clips. God. He's got clips. Oh, okay. Are they, are they edited clips? That's the yes, question. Yes, they are. Okay. Number five is Rocco in the Boondock Saints. Mm. I feel like Great this scene. one's uh, pretty well known, but I had to put it on the list. After a night of drinking, Rocco slams his fist down on the table, causing a gun to fire and absolutely destroy a cat. Mm-hmm. Nothing left of it. After inspecting it uh, themselves for wounds, Rocco asks this fantastic question. Fuck it. I'm doing it. It is. Is it dead? Oh my god! <laughs> it is very dead. That was uh, that's a very good one. There was one that he has on his list that I may or may not have been on the list, but I'm like, I told him in real time. I was, I'm like, that's a great call. It's yours. I'm not taking that one. It's so good. Though. I'm glad to know that it's being represented on today on, on this week's list. With a clip. Number uh, number four for me. Yeah, please. 
It's a movie we recently caught up uh, with, uh, thanks to Eric Robbins uh, assigning it to us, if you recall. I think so. Or maybe I just watch this by myself because Eric assigns me movies. The Mexican? You watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, right? it was assigned yeah? to us. Yeah, yeah, it was assigned to us. Uh, the Mexican, if you recall, the inciting incident, and a very important plot point is, uh, is due to mm. the locals in the t- t- titular Mexico, mm. Mexican, uh, firing into the, yeah, the, the sky the for celebration. Those bullets got to come Those bullets, somewhere. you know, what goes up, unless you have a very powerful gun and it just goes into space. Uh, it goes in the stratosphere and just floats. Theoretically, it would just never stop, right? If it could get past. Like if you shot a gun in space, would it just, it would be traveling until it hit something. Forever. Uh, or it would end up losing momentum and just floating in you know, space junk it would make, in orbit. It would find an orbit, yeah. Well, I mean, it would, in our orbit, you know, it, it, or somebody's orbit. No, if you, if you were in space, like let's say you're like on the moon, you're shot from the moon. Like they're playing golf because, you know, they're not NRA members, mm-hmm. but like let's say they're country club guys. That's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, because there's no atmosphere in space. So it eventually, wanted, it, it would never, would it lose momentum? Get to someone's orbit. Oh, uh, but maybe it kind of fire. Do no, because the, 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 the actual gunpowder. Although, can things catch fire in space? No, they can't. Because there's, there's, no, there's no oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. But it could still maybe uh, get that initial burst. Yeah. Hammer. The hammer. People are really upset because in my research, and both of our, all of our research, we were finding lots of gun discussion. And like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of gun. I hesitate to call them nuts because I don't want to, you know. Enthusiasts. Gun enthusiasts, some of which were probably nuts, who spend time on message boards angry with Hollywood for getting it wrong. And that does happen. A lot of, a lot of uh, chatter about why do they always pull back the hammer in a Hollywood movie? Why do they do that? I think it's probably for dramatic effect. Dramatic effect, I would say. And I'm sure people do it in real life because of Hollywood, That's too. Right. So now it's like life imitating art, imitating life. So, mm. yeah, anyways, uh, the, the locals firing wildly into the sky in uh, the Mexican. I'll leave it at that. But it has implications. Mm. Implications. The bullet's got to land. Yeah. All right. Number um, four. Uh, mentioned previously, teased, that I would uh, be mentioning Joaquin Phoenix. And there's a couple examples in Joker of poor gun handling. Mm. Uh, one, he, he's, he's flashing a gun in his house. He's like role-playing, cosplaying, <laughs> fantasizing about the gun, and it goes off and, you know, what's that? Oh, I'm watching a war movie or something like that. <laughs> However, <laughs> the most egregious is uh, Arthur in his full clown getup. He's performing for his clown routine for kids in a children's hospital. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and... Uh, the song is "If You're Happy and You Know It." And right. He's you know doing exaggerated, you know, stomp your feet, clap mm-hmm. your hands, all that stuff. And when he bends over at one point, uh, a revolver falls on the ground, mm. and uh, he he clumsily he actually I think he actually kicks it before he can pick it up. And of course, the kids all see it. And there's a very awkward moment where he's like, mm, clean. Where, you know, "Finger over the mouth." Yeah, finger over the mouth, <laughs> and uh, the kids giggle. And then we smash cut to Arthur in a, in a, in a phone booth uh, being fired from his job. Yeah, I need. It's a fireball offense. You know justifiably. Fireball offense. I'd, I'd agree with that. I don't think you're allowed to drop your gun at any workplace. No workplace. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any workplace. Even like if you work at a firing range, I think that would be frowned yeah. upon, right? Unless, I'll bet it happens. Unless you're slapping it out of someone's hand who's about to use it on someone else. But that's not dropping. Yeah, yeah. true. The only place you're allowed to, I think, is like one of these uh, gun dismantling, uh, burning manufacturing where you drop it into the fire. I, I think that's part of the job. Yeah, in one of the foundries where you just... Yeah, yeah. They, just, they just turn it into iron. Outside of that specific Liquid example, yeah. I don't think it's ever okay. Never okay to drop mm-hmm. a gun, yeah. yeah. Unless you're part of like a, a scientific board that's trying to uh, figure out if Newton's law is, is real. <laughs> you you're testing gun? Newton's law of yeah, gravity? Still, yeah. Okay. yeah. With guns. <laughs> 
I mean, various objects. Yeah, sure. Feather, gun. All right, what's Macaulay's number Bowling four? Bowling ball. Macaulay's number four is Seth Rogen and Bill Hader in Superbad. Very good. Coolest cops you've ever seen uh, if you're McLovin. They're irresponsible throughout, but handling handing McLovin a pistol to let him fire at a still-burning patrol car seems like yeah, the sure. peak. And he's got a clip of this as well. <laughs> Can we shoot at it? I don't know. Can you? Hands him the gun. There's some gunfire coming here. yourself <laughs> tight <laughs> tight I like that movie but I remember the cops were the, the part that kind of were just too much oh I loved it they were just too much I think I was too old by the time I saw it and I was like there's no cops in any universe that act like this yeah. it's too much I saw this in high school and it was the funniest thing the I've perfect. ever seen it yeah, was great they was too old I passed the uh, liquor store where mm. he does his first thing. It's it's over by Corolla's old old uh, studios. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't know that. To pass it a lot. All right, number three the, for all of us. Then we Please, take a quick yeah. break. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Number three for me is uh, I'm not. I can't spend too much time on this one, but this is a movie called Monos, which people really really liked. I liked it. I didn't love it. I wanted to love it, but essentially it's uh, takes place in the South American uh, jungles, and it's uh, these this band of kids who have taken a, a hostage uh, as well as a cow that was uh, very valuable. Um, and they are uh, all armed, and it's essentially like a, a realistic look at Lord of the Flies, modern mm -hmm. day. And what the kids do with the cow and the gun, for those of you know uh, who have seen Monos, uh, it is exceptionally responsible and kind of kind of uh, ruins the entire. I'll leave it at that. Okay. But the the cow, the kids what with the cow. What happens to the cow and the gun? They teach the cow to shoot. Oh. It gets tough with the hooves. That's a bad idea. Very tough with the hooves. Yeah, what would guns look like if, if all of us were hoofed? Uh, probably no triggers. There'd probably be like a big button on the side that you mm -hmm. jam, right? Yeah. But how would you hold it to begin with? There's any number of problems arise when you remove opposable thumbs. Yeah. yeah. Hooves in, in particular, though. So uh, it separates us from the animals. Jillian, Brian, Jillian showed me a video the other day. You know uh, horse hooves? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, of course I remember that. One of the many, many inciting incidents that caused me to hate you deeply. So separates us from the animals. Brian kept like doing thumbs up right early in his love line tenure. And I kept going, dude, stop fucking doing your thumbs to people. Stop doing it to Adam and Drew. Every time they say anything, <laughs> anything, I keep give thumbs up. Like Drew would be like, next caller. And Brian would be like, yeah, next caller. Thumbs up. That's right. We got to stop with the thumbs, dude. It's killing me. It's killing all of us, but I'm the only one saying it. Okay. Got to stop with the thumbs. And Brian's retort was. Anderson. It's what separates us from the animals. Thumbs are great. Pulsable thumbs. That's what separates us from the rest of the animals. Every time you say that, I can't believe that it's true. It's 100% It's one true. of the only things you say where I go, this must be embellished. Nope. This must, this cannot be a real It happened in the hall, too. I think it was like after the show. I remember where been. it was outside it was the off, studio. It was off hours. This it was off cannot, hours. Well, now, was he dead serious or was it played for no, laughs? No, he was doing it for laughs. He, he, he had well, the same a, He hasn't changed much. I've changed with him a lot. But like, I would just be like straight up like, no, Brian. Stop do it. Not do, do, that. Look, <laughs> do not do that. Do not do that. But like, 
like I was really angry behind it and he would still come at me. It was just like attrition over the years. Just he just broke me down. <laughs> like like the Grand Canyon, like water flowing <laughs> over rock. Just eroding him. That's right. When I realized he had a good sense of humor it about himself, I'm like, oh, he gets it. Brian's in on his own jokes. That's right. That's the best part. If he wasn't, the thumbs though. You know what? You know what? Brian looks like in my phone, right? No. He's in my favorites. Thumb? There's there's Brian right there. <laughs> thumbs. 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 Up. Thumbs up for Bri Bri. Not, bad. Not bad. I don't know if it shows. Okay. Oh, no. Everyone saw that my mom is very high on my favorites list. All right. I love my mom. What are you going to do? Oh, we're, 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 what are we doing? Number three for me. I was going to say horse. 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 Horse hooves. Horse hooves. Uh, my wife, she uh, she grew up doing a lot of horseback riding. She knows a lot about horses. Mm-hmm. I don't. She was uh, showing me a video to support this, too, the other day. Horrible. But uh, horses, like their their hooves, continue to grow. Yeah, uh, if you don't cut them, yeah, yeah, you gotta change the uh, change the uh, the shoes. And if you're a small little pony type mm-hmm. horse that's like stuck in some kind of uh, muck and mire, it'll grow like curved. It, it grow curving upwards. Yeah, yeah his, his this this little horse's owner was uh, too old to to do those, and apparently didn't have any like friends or, mm-hmm. or family that would come over and help. So it was just like it looked like 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 the front of skis, right? Like uh, like an elf shoe. Like an elf shoe, but it was very sweet because uh, some people came in and they took care of the hooves. And then the little, uh, the end of the video is a little uh, pony running around very happily oh. for the first time in a long, long time. Those are very satisfying videos. There's a lot of those on the internet of just re-shoeing horses like that. Yeah. They're very shaving sheep. Very satisfying yeah. to watch. Oh, Valentine. All right, number uh, number three for you, Brian. And yeah, then better Brian. You know what uh, came up earlier was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. I got a better movie for you. Nope. There's no World War Z. <laughs> Ryan actually said that. Do you not believe that too, Avery? That's I, believe that. it's ass, you believe it's it. I heard that on I the program and I, I could not. No, you just said it's better. Hey, listen, I, people make mistakes. They own up to them. They shouldn't have suffered for them for years and years. In World War Z, uh, this is actually well, he a just, good. He just liked that it ends in a freeze frame. Uh, it does. It ends in a goddamn freeze frame, right? Really? Yeah, it does. And in fairness to this movie, I've said this before. I saw this at the Duarte Drive-In Theater on the the the, the brightest moon night of the year. Uh, however, that said, I still know what I was looking at. It's three stars. It's, I, I couldn't. I, if you held a gun to my head, I couldn't give you a single line of dialogue. Oh shucks, we're getting out of here. I'm gonna tell. Very I'm gonna 30. tell you one right now. This is a good example for this list because uh, they actually uh, highlight and foreshadow uh, inadvertently beforehand when uh, Brad Pitt tells. So Brad Pitt has taken a virologist uh, to where the first reported cases of the zombie outbreak was, mm. uh, and the the uh, virologist, virologist he's just a scientist, right? right. Virologist, whatever. Uh, he hands it a gun, a firearm, and uh, he put you know he's nervous. He's a civilian. Yep. He starts. He puts his finger on the trigger, and Brad Pitt actually says, "Keep your finger off the trigger." Mm-hmm. The gun safety, right? right. And uh, the guy, uh, wouldn't you know it? Zombies start to attack. The guy gets nervous, turns and runs, falls, shoots himself in the head. Yeah, and that doesn't bode well for humanity. No. And the uh, the virologist who thinks he can solve this case is now blows dead. his head off. Yeah, yeah because of gun gun mm-hmm. safety. But yeah. poor poor gun etiquette. And to be fair, I don't think he was trained well. No, or I don't think he was trained at, at all. all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll come up a little later on my list, uh, lack of training. All right, let's hear uh, Brian, uh, Better Brian's uh, number three. Better Brian, number three is Robert Downey Jr. uh, playing James Barris in a scanner darkly. Mm -hmm. Wow. In one scene, uh, Barris builds himself a a homemade silencer for his pistol before testing it. He proceeds to point the loaded gun at Rory Cochran, Woody Harrelson, and then at his own head before pointing it at the sky and firing. Irresponsible handling and an unsuccessful silencer. (laughs) 
It's very loud. I've not seen that. Witness for approximately 61 cents of ordinary household materials, the perfect homemade silencer. Barris, the neighbors are going to hear. Nah, they only call in murders in this neighborhood. Plus, Freckle Deck, it's a silencer. They're not going to hear anything. Well, I'm pretty fucking sure they're illegal. In this day and age, the type of society we find ourselves living in, every person of worth needs to have a gun at all times to protect themselves. And we're off. Boom. I heard it. Not silent. No. That sure is some silencer. Yes, uh, what it did was augment the sound rather than dampen it. But I almost have it. I believe I have it in principle anyway. Oh, well, the good news is, regardless of what you do next time, it'll be a silencer to us because we're now deaf! <laughs> Love that Woody Harrelson. Woody. All right, let's take a, uh, let's take a break. Well, for no, um, uh, that was McCulley. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. Wait, why are we taking a break? Ryan McCulley. Better Brian just did his number three. Oh, why are we taking a break? We're doing, taking a break so we can do a little Amazon. Yeah. Reads, other reads and, After that, more irresponsible gun handlings next. my mind that i mean i think we're a few years past it but i still have old man moments where i'm like you can buy a 3d printer on amazon print things mm -hmm. print, print durable goods right someone got a create create creality 3d printer and i thought to myself the future is here it is, it is. I, i've never seen one in action i would love to see one like, they have in, like person. in person they have like yeah. an office depot Really? Just, yeah, and they, they, they demonstrate and whatnot. I mean, we'll be in the future when they're printing organs for us, which is coming. I don't think that's that far off. No, it's not. I know they can print. I'm talking about like dicks, like hogs. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think you meant like the age. Not like life-saving stuff. No, sure, no, no. It's always, science is always, and they actually covered this on, in, in uh, Idiocracy. Like right. Science is always going to be preceded with like hair, male pattern baldness right. and big dicks. <laughs> and then it'll, you know, get into life-saving yeah. stuff after well, that. Like, augmentation. Yeah. yeah. Any innovation finds its way to porn first. Yes. And then to the rest of the general pop. Jillian was telling me, and I don't watch TMZ anymore, so I'm in the dark, but uh, you know how like it was, it was really in vogue to have the big butts and they're getting uh, injections and whatnot with the big butts. And it's, it's weird. Cause there's just like big butts everywhere now. Like, cause I guess like the commoners are getting their, their butts injected. Hasn't that been a thing for years for the Kardashians? For a few, yeah, they, like a few years now, but, but the fake butts are, I feel like relatively newer. I feel yeah. like at first people just went, Oh, I go to the gym. You just yeah. got to work out to get one. And then it, the I fake never ones really started coming in. Noticed big, you see big butts on big people, but like mm. big butts on like regular. It's like the, the annoying pregnant woman who right. like she doesn't look pregnant except for that giant bulge. Like, sure, you see women like that, but with the butt. That was Jillian. No, she was no. Really? Yeah. I thought she was like perfectly slender except no. for the belly. No, no, she got oh. big everywhere. She still gets mad at me for laughing, but uh, apparently Jillian tells me that uh, the, the 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 stars are kind of now backing off and they're getting rid of their big oh. butts, but the uh, commoners are going to be stuck with their big butts oh, forever because wow. they don't have the, uh, the words all getting removed. Uh, that's what she told me. That's what all something right. she read or heard or saw. I don't know. I thought, yeah, I thought Kim Kardashian was doing something like that. She's she like was, reversing the butt. Yeah. B flat butts are in now. <laughs> Get that drop. Just leave <laughs> really leaving everyone holding the bag. All the things purchased. Holding the cheeks. On the Amazon link that sits top Anderson and Brian.com include. Hey, big shout out to the person who got two Acer Swift 3 Intel Evo laptops. Not to be outdone, someone got 
strangely enough, two of these. Chico Bravo Primo Trio Travel Systems. That's a quick fold stroller, high-end stroller, Anderson. Two of them. Two of them. Uh, Samsung Galaxy Tab S8 Plus was purchased. Oh, I meant to, I should have said this. Hey, if you bought this, uh, let me know, because I was actually looking at this exact same thing. Jackery Portable Power Station. This is like uh, for power outages and whatnot to keep your appliances or your devices running. Uh, It's a... uh, it's solar power, and I'm kind of curious about uh, getting one, so let me know what you think. Uninterrupted power supply. Yeah. Three Durham steel shelves were purchased. HP OfficeJet Pro wireless printer. Echo Track 25 Gore-Tex hiking boot. Bissell SpotBot deep cleaner. Four Coway. Uh, Coway. These are not words. Air Mega replacement filter. Coway Air Mega replacement filters. Four of them. Brother printer drum unit. Someone got a Samsung T7 2 terabyte solid stage drive. Two Wenger portfolio envelope card holders were purchased. Uh, did I mention? Yes, the Bissell. Perhaps this is the same thing or the same person who got an accessory. The Bissell Pet Stain Eraser Power Brush. Uh oh, it's happening again, Brian. What? But, oh, yeah, I don't have a nasal thing. Oh, no, on. Brian. I don't like it. I don't like it. AG Lucky Countertop Ice Maker. Uh, Zune Smooth 5 Gimbal Stable. 5 Gimbal Stabilizer. <laughs> Skull Shaver Pitbull Gold Pro Head Shaver. Cuisinart Coffee Maker. Anthony Glycolic Facial Cleanser. Jeep Compass Floor Mats. Two Heavy Duty Garage Door Springs. Uh, Will Sail Portable Hammock. Someone got themselves a um, v- Viku Chaise Lounge Chair. Enjoy that. Thome or Tomi, if you're a uh, baseball fan, perhaps you know Tomei. Uh, Tomei Daily Multivitamin. And finally, someone got themselves a Perla Gear. Perla Gear? Perla Gear. Full Motion TV. Mall Mount. Nailed it. Effortlessly. You didn't nail it. Oh, Jesus. Here are the movies that were clicked through. This is the last time. Please don't make fun of me. <laughs> that would, dude, thank you for bringing that up. Because last week after I left the show, I'm like, how did I not go to the... Please don't laugh on me. Please don't make fun of me. Please don't laugh. Is laughing. Make fun of me. It was a laugh. It was Gee, a drop was... that uh, Brian really Please thought was funny when a listener called in and was just very pathetic and sad. And Please laugh. everyone, the guests, uh, the host, everyone was laughing at them. And then there's just dead side, pregnant pause. And you just hear the, the poor listener go, please don't laugh on me. <laughs> and it was a drop that we used for many years. <laughs> and uh, Brian sounds like that guy now. <laughs> he is the one who initially it thought that was me. so funny. I put him on the air. Here are the movies that were clicked through since the last time I talked to you. Thirst was clicked through, as well as Drag Me to Hell Unrated. That's the one that you and I watched. We liked Yeah, Harlem Nice was clicked through, as well as Detroit Rock City. The Science of Sheep was clicked through, as well as Prisoners. I the Science of Sleep. I said sheep, though, because it's, it's oh. the same word in my, my dumb brain. Oh, yeah. uh, Prisoners was clicked through for the years. The last picture show was clicked through, uh, clicked through, which I just heard my boys Eric and Bruce saying was not very good. I disagree. A ghost story was clicked through. Fuck to the yeah. Oh, so excited. So excited. Conor McGregor, notorious. Fuck to the. I don't know what that is. Uh, National Treasure, Book of Secrets was clicked through as well as Love Story. You know, I've still not seen that Love Story. What about National Treasure? I've not seen National Treasure. Enjoyable. Oh, yeah? Book of Secrets? Guilty pleasure. Oh, no. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, already available. The Quiet Girl was clicked through as well as Ant-Man. And the Wasp, Quantumania, as well as Attack of the Dock, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, Renfield, 
the mill and the cross, the great Buddha, Ford versus Ferrari. I had some fun moments in there. Good, the good, God, I'm the condescending prick. The good, yeah, had some fun moments in Ford versus Ferrari. Hey, that's another bad fleck. They shot that mainly in LAX, you know that? Oh, I did. The good fairy was clicked through as well as bodies, bodies, bodies. Hey, Brian, you see that yet? It was all together. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I no. saw it in theater. I saw, I saw much it much I, I saw it much Okay, it is a Brian movie. Then uh, Rachel, Rachel is also clicked for Rachel, comma, Rachel. Nailed the post. You're welcome. And uh, now back to the program. Or now uh, hear these messages and then back to the program. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. Welcome back. Time to dive back into some bad gun handling scenes. Number two for you. Number two for me is uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, sometimes it's the guns you don't shoot, Brian. Sure. That makes you an irresponsible gun owner, handler. Uh, <clears throat> Jeremy Davies plays Captain Upham, Upham mm. in uh, Saving Private Ryan. He does. He's and, a meek uh, man. He could save his uh, his fellow soldier's life if he were better trained or had the uh, wherewithal to use that gun. Yeah, and uh, he freezes up. He freezes up yeah. to the demise of his own uh, fellow uh, fellow friend, uh, Adam Adam Goldberg, right? Yeah, I believe it was. And then also himself. Uh, he, he, mm. he, he 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 had a, a the, the knife one one out. He mm. is a, a, turns out when you're when you're fighting Captain uh, Upham, uh, you bring a knife to a gunfight and you will win still. Because <laughs> that's one of the few times doesn't know how to use that gun. <laughs> it, it might be more effective. In, in fact, up. yes. And I think this is uh, it was commentary, obviously, on you know there's a bunch of people at any wars, mm. especially ones that are world wars or where there's drafts that don't belong in right. war. They are not military. They're not. They're not made to be military people. They don't have it in them. And this uh, this kid in particular did not. And he was unable to use his gun when he most needed it. Indeed. And he was, uh, is irresponsible right? I, I think know. it's an irresponsible fact that he was in that position to begin with. Yeah. So it's a governmental irresponsible by proxy. I don't think he handled the gun irresponsibly, but him being there was probably not, uh, was probably not uh, the most sound decision so you could call it a clever pick i find it irresponsible that i feel i find war is irresponsible i know i'm not even saying this but it's unbelievable that we're this far advanced in so many ways yet war is still an option and we still have them <laughs> thriving around the world at any given time it's unbelievable that that's where it's just what i know of human beings what we're capable of it's just still shocking to me that that's still something that's that the rest of us abide by and go okay it's yeah. kind of crazy it is but i guess the only way to stop it is with force which is what more war is yeah. so yeah it's a catch 22 oh, that's why i was like very young and naive but i'm like why doesn't a government such as the united states come up with some kind of like uh like serum or like gas mm -hmm. where like anytime like there's just a word the world please anytime any skirmish skirmish uh, breaks out we just take some giant beef 22s over there and just drop the stuff that puts everyone to sleep for a day and we separate them. <laughs> How about oh, that? We dose them and then we, uh, yeah. yeah. I was like 14, 15 years old when I came up with that. And I, I, I guess I haven't been talking about it enough since no. then. Cause it's been a lot I of years. I haven't heard you talk about that. I feel like, I feel like we should do that. I mean, it would be better than the loss than the massive loss of life. Yeah. You know what would happen? Mm. You know what happened? Uh, it would work. It'd be effective. And then like we drop it like on a kid or something like the actual like serum would like uh, right. kill like, a canister. And then like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like the minority report. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, like I was this thing exactly is 100% successful, except when someone on the inside yeah. games the system. Oh, we got to cancel it. Or like just by chance, like there is like one, one, there was collateral damage once. So mm -hmm. we're going to have to cancel the whole thing yeah. now. And like wars are back on. Wars are back. Yeah. Number two for me. 
How, we could drone. They, we could just drone. We just send drones over there. Yeah. Give them the sleeping serum. Send a bunch of propofol or whatever it is. You know, the drug of choice, and put them all to sleep. And separate. That's a lot of manpower. Oh, but. just MDMA. Let's just dose everyone with MDMA. Oh, but then the kids will be like, okay, we're going to start a war because we want MDMA drone <laughs> coming over our neighborhood. Oh, for your next party. <laughs> next EDC. Yeah. Just MDMA drone. Oh, I love the idea of an MDMA drone. Fuck to the yes. That's not bad. Plus, I want to feel guilty because I didn't take it. I was just... And I could just float around a rave. I was just in the fire, so I'd be able to actually you enjoy myself. I want to be like, what am I doing on MDMA as a father now? I'd be like... I didn't want I this. I had no choice. I had no choice. You just enlist. You're just oh, yeah. <laughs> we need to get this going. You're just walking over there with a rifle and your headphones just waiting. Mom, where's daddy? He's being a hero, son. No, you just do it with your neighbor. Like, uh, we should both become sovereign countries somehow. You just spend all the time and the energy to actually legally be a sovereign. So that you can uh, get the, okay. That's a long way to go. Very long way to go. All right, let's go on the corner. And, uh, right. Some might say, needlessly elaborate. <laughs> Number two for me is a comedy, and it's played for laughs, although someone does handle a gun irresponsibly mm -hmm. and suffers the consequences. Talk about Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm -hmm. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, when Great the movie. When the fun movie. When the sheriff is accidentally killed Great. and uh, the kids get into his car for a getaway, Chuck, one of the kids, uh, he leaves the car. Mm -hmm. and uh, he grabs the sheriff's gun off his body. Right. And he points it at Tucker and Dale. He's like, fuck you, you motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. and, and Tucker and Dale are, uh, they're, they're alarmed. They're, they're being, you know, a gun is being held in them at point blank range. Right. Uh, however, Dale being the, uh, he, uh, uh, Chuck, I should say, clicks the gun and nothing happens. Dale being the very sweet, uh, helpful man that he is. Yes. He's like, uh, oh, you, you got to take the safety off right there. And uh, the kid takes the safety off, looks at the gun. Ironically. And uh, yeah. shoots himself in the face. He took the safety off and then was became a lot less safe. Yeah, like the whole point of having the safety on is, is that's when you're, mm. and then once it's off, that's when you got to. That's right. Put it into action. Hmm. Fuck that up. Fun. Fun movie. Uh, what is Brian McCauley's? Better, Better Brian. Brian uh, Robert we, we, Downey we, we, Jr. We could just call him Brian. <laughs> But then people will be confused. See, we need a different. You know what? You're right. Keep going. Keep going. It's for clarity. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. returns again. No other way to differentiate. <laughs> no other way. <laughs> no one could follow along. As Harry and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Harry tries to interrogate a henchman using Russian roulette as a scare tactic, and ends up killing the guy and doing some terrible math. Uh, and this is a clip. Anything about a girl? Seriously, I was bluffing. You know I think that you are bluffing, right? Now. Harry, what are you doing? Well, what I'm doing for the guy who likes to bluff is I'm playing a little game. This is RDJ, huh? I bluffing? Huh? Where is she? Is Where the fuck is Harmony? Harry. You want to play hardball? I can do that. Where is the girl? What did you just do? I just I put in one bullet, didn't I? I you put, put a one. live round in that gun. Oh, well, yeah. There was like an 8% chance. Eight was it just 8? 8? Yeah. Who taught you math? more. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was Shane Black uh, firing on all cylinders. I love that. Have you seen that kid's Cylinder. playing? Yeah, I enjoy that movie. It's so good. So Cylinders. much fun. Remember that spider bite? It was just so random. And the spider tells you that it's no. just a unique movie. That mm. I think you could remove the spider. I need to say it again, but I remember the spider really. Okay. <clears throat> Number one for me. It's an obvious choice. Oh, no, more for you. You go first. I'm sorry. I, I, jump, I jumped or claim. It's okay. It's a. Uh, mine might. I might get some blowback here from you, and I, I'm prepared for that, and that's fine. But that's if, right. if I have an excuse to talk about this movie, it's, it, that's okay, too. I have a... Is it a ghost story? Uh, 
Jesse Armstrong is mainly primarily known for being the show creator of uh, the showrunner and creator of Succession, right? Uh, before that, he did a movie that was beloved uh, called In the Loop. Right after that, which I liked, I like In the Loop quite a bit. It was a behind the scene look, uh, scripted uh, politics and whatnot. Um, right after that, though, mm. 2010 was when Four Lions. Oh, Four Lions was uh, was written by uh, Mr. Jesse Armstrong. A lot of a lot of harm befalls our heroes. And the scene that I'm I'm referencing gives away quite a bit. So I'm I'm just gonna leave it at this. Omar, played by Riz Ahmed, mm. uh, has a bazooka, and He's uh, aiming it, mm. even though clearly you can see the arrows pointing the other way. But it is a trope that has been done before. We saw it uh, done in Commando way back when, when Ray Don Chong did the same thing, but on the city streets. I think it was out here in like West L.A. or something. She was trying to uh, free. In uh, fucking uh, Falling Down. Falling Down, yes. Every time there's a bazooka, you, chances are the first time you see it fired, it's going to be the wrong way. Yeah, or, or incorrectly. But it happens here in Four Lions, which if you have not seen Four Lions and you are familiar with Succession, uh, now I would imagine at least everyone's somewhat familiar. And I think that at least two, if not all three of us can say, it's just one of the greatest pieces of television Fucking ever. hanger on her. Jesse Armstrong <laughs> is so <laughs> talented at writing and writing characters. And that is no different from way back in 2010 when he made Four Lines. Riz Ahmed, of course, we all know him now from uh, uh, Sound, Sound of Metal. Metal, but he played a one of four buffoon Would-be jihadists. Would-be jihadists. Mm. And it is a very risky movie in that sense. This is a movie that shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have worked, but yeah. God damn it, it works. Yeah. It is so funny. It is so smart and biting. And it's, it's, it's essentially... A slightly elevated version of the, the the Three Stooges, but there's four in this case, trying to <laughs> commit jihad. Yep. And harming <laughs> themselves in yeah. buffoonish ways. And I, you know, I think this movie comes out today, and I think it, it it it's much more politicized, and there's a lot more noise and chatter around it. But at the time, we just saw it when it came out because it was getting uh, good praise. And my God, this movie's hilarious. But yeah, the uh, the shooting of the bazooka, the wrong. I won't tell you where that lands, but it is very vital and important to not only the storyline but the world in general, uh, as far as the story goes. Four Lions, highly recommend. You seen that Four Lions? No, not yet. <gasps> so good. It's the most fun movie about four jihadists you can possibly see. <laughs> it's unbelievably great. And it's it, they keep the comedy throughout. Yeah, it, it maintains its tone. It maintain, maintains, exactly right. Number one for me is a bit of an obvious choice. I found this movie confusing when I first saw it. Mm, Brian, Brian. However, I do have some fun, uh, a fun fact for you. Okay. I didn't have to research it because I already knew it. Pulpy. Pulp Fiction, of course, uh, poor Marvin gets shot in the face mm-hmm. uh, with John Tavolza casually. Tavolza. Uh, John Travolta, Vince and Vega, uh, casually uh, waving his gun around towards the back seat. Marvin takes in the face, and thus we have our uh, final story with uh, the wolf, Quentin Tarantino, etc., etc. It was written so the Tarantino could actually make a cameo. That's right. Uh, are you going to talk about the controversy or maybe there's conspiracy theories on this one? I didn't know anything about the conspiracy. I want to tell you how the scene was originally written. Okay. 
This was not, it was not written for Marvin to get shot in the face okay. initially. Initially, uh, he was supposed, Marvin was supposed to get shot in the throat. Okay. And uh, he was supposed to be sitting there gurgling while uh, Travolta and Sam Jackson debated what to do. Mm-hmm. And they decided the only humane thing was to then shoot him in the face, right. put him in his misery, yeah. uh, which uh, Travolta would do while Sam Jackson honked the horn, mm-hmm. which was really poorly conceived because that draws even more attention yeah. to your uh, rolling car of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, it's decided. However, Tarantino, this is an example of a deleted scene that is good. They deleted it because they, they would have I think more often up, than not, that's the case. They would have ended up at the same place, yeah. like with the, with the dead guy in the back seat right. with his head blown apart. So why waste time with, I think Tarantino himself even called it gross. Yeah. It's like a little gross. Yeah. So, uh, if Tarantino's calling it gross, it's probably yeah. pretty gross. So the, the pretty idea. unwatchable. Yeah. The, the only other thing that he would call it. gross is if like there was like a bunion on a foot. That's like the only yeah, other thing that he gross. thinks is gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the toe fungus? <laughs> what's the conspiracy? Uh, that he shot him on purpose because oh. he didn't let him know about the uh, the guy that was in the oh. bathroom waiting. And and I, I can't see that. I think that uh, Travolta said, has said that, and I think that even uh, I read some, I read some like article or some asides as to uh, that being the, perhaps all these years later the it's characters are coming out and saying that's kind of what we were thinking mm-hmm. on the set and while we were shooting the scene. Even Sam Jackson, I think, uh, said it. And, I, I, and then Tarantino weighed in. He's like, he's saying it's one of those things that it's where, however the audience interprets it is what it is, which I just, I can't. I, I can't. I can't. It would be um, That'd foolish. be like God. It'd be like getting up, because you are the God of your story, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be like getting in the pearly gates and God or Peter is just saying like what, whatever you think your life if it was good or bad it's up to you. Like, what, what was the meaning of life? Why'd you take your my mom away from me? Well, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, whatever, however you interpret Let's that. Spitballing. <laughs> you tell us. You created it. You wrote it. What were you thinking when you fucking wrote it? Unless it's two thousand one and it's obviously written for that purpose. <laughs> Why did Geo Johnny get evicted? <laughs> Why did he? ten? <laughs> I think the better question is, did he? Did he get evicted? I need to. Know. Or is this some nightmare? Uh... Oh, oh, Geo. I was number one. I just did. Pulp Fiction? No, we're waiting for Brian. Better Brian's. My, my number one is your, uh, your Pulp Fiction is your. Oh, Marvin. One. Speaking of confusing, my number one was Four Lions. Oh, okay. Yes. The bazooka. Then, you going to give me a bazooka as a gun? Of course. It's a giant gun, right? Yeah. I mean, for the purposes of, of this, uh, of this uh, list, yes. Irresponsible uh, in not knowing how a bazooka works, especially when there's such possibility for high collateral in mm. the uh, immediate area. Uh, probably the most irresponsible I, c- I could find on the list. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. All right, McCully, bring us home. Four lines. Better Brian, his number one is Walter in The Big Lebowski. Crazy. The inspiration for this list, I'm putting down the bowling alley scene, but the money drop scene when he throws his gun <laughs> out of the dude's moving car would work just as well here. Before he barrel rolls out. <laughs> yeah. But there's something, there's just something about Walter yelling about the rules while drawing down. <laughs> I had a bowling alley that gets me. I had, of course, it would not be complete without a clip. Smoking, my friend. You're entering a world of pain, Walter. Yeah. You mark that frame and eight, you're entering a world of pain. I'm not. A world of pain. Look, dude, I'm, this is your partner. Is the whole world gone crazy? <laughs> Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Mark at zero. They're calling the cops, man. Put the piece away. Mark at zero. Walter, put the piece away. Walter? You think I'm fucking around here, Mark at zero? Oh, he cocked the hammer. It's fucking zero. Are you happy, you crazy fuck? 
fully game smoke. <laughs> wonder if John Milius was like half as entertaining as that to hang out with. I mean, probably maybe not, not if it's real. Yeah, not consistent. <laughs> maybe not as if it's real. That could be if he's actually pulling a gun. That's the thing. Like, I got people that are in my life, and like, I can't stand being around them, especially for like a long period of time. But I'm like, if they're on TV, like, if they're a TV character or a movie character, I would love them. Mm. It's just I don't want to be around them all the time. Yeah, you know, because there's no off, there's no volume. Taxing. Yeah, I'm like oh, that with you, right? Very much so. Oh, that's mean. What's the? I got you a beautiful gift. You're being mean. What's our uh, listener list? Listener list compiled by Mitch Burns. Tie for number five is Private Pile and Full Metal Jacket and A Christmas Story. Number four. All right. <laughs> I mean, Christmas Story, giving them the, 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 the GD gun. To yeah, that's with, right. Yeah. The Red Rifle BB gun. Uh, number four, the listeners, is Rust. Oh, that's that's rude, guys. It, Come it on. is. It is rude. What do you do with that movie? Like, has it been decided? I have not. They're going back. He yeah, they're putting it out. It. They kind of have to, right? Yeah. It's like it's bad taste, but it's worse taste if you just make it all for not. Especially yeah. if it's a decent uh, little picture over there. Oh, <laughs> watching that scene where it happens is going to be. They probably wrote around that. I would imagine you'd no, have know. to. Uh, number three is True Lies, Jamie Lee Curtis stairs mm. scene, and Eight Mile, where Cheddar shoots himself in the leg. Great scene. That's the dude. I didn't realize that until researching this uh, for this week. That's the dude from uh, Breaking Bad. He's like one of the friends, I think. It's been a long time since I've seen He's a character actor, right? With the scrunchy face? Yeah, the scrunchy yeah. face guy. Yeah. yeah, I like that guy. Number two is the aforementioned Boondock Saints cat scene. And number one, I love that Mitch wrote it this way. The car scene from Brian's most confusing movie. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Brian's confused by that. And the two that came to mind for me is I love uh, when they're counting their uh, the supplies and this is the end. Mm-hmm. And they've got a pistol. And James Franco's talking about how he saves all his yes. props. And they're waving the gun around. And then <laughs> Jonah Hill's like, let me, let me try. And he's bang, bang, bang. And he's just pointing it at yeah. everybody. They're all freaking out. It's great. And it uh, never goes off, right? No, it never goes but off. But you think but it's you going think to. It's go- yeah. they're tossing it back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. And Seth Rogen's like, put the fucking gun. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. I remember. That's a great, that's a great call. Great scene. And then uh, the, uh, the desk pop from the other guys is very good with Will Ferrell. Mm. Um, where Damon Wayans Jr. convinces him that, oh, yeah, every when you make Detective, everyone's first First day you do a desk pop. He's like, what's a desk pop? It's like you fire your gun in the air from your desk. <laughs> Will Ferrell does it. It's like, what the fuck? He's like, I can't believe you did it. This guy's out of his mind. Very I'll, good scene. The one I wonder the other guys. If, I wonder if you're subliminally thinking about this, subconsciously thinking about this, because the waving the gun around and people ducking in yeah. the ass uh, was done in weird science. Oh, uh, might be that. Remember when uh, when he has he's he's convinced it's fake yeah. and then he shoots it in his real? It's something I've seen a number of times. So yeah. That could very well be it because I, I saw that way too many times. Uh, also, Rance Bryant. Uh, Bottle Rocket, great scene towards the end. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a misdirect as well. Oh, uh, the, the prestige. the gun goes off. And, uh, the prestige. Prestige, yes. Fingers get, get oh, missing. Oh, man. Uh, Starship Troopers. When yeah, the, I thought that was the one range. that I left off my list. Because Macaulay was going to have it on his list, and I absolutely love it. And I, in reading that, okay, so Starship Troopers are doing the live action uh, training, right? Where they're, they're training rounds. with live rounds, which makes no sense at all. But it's yeah. the future, and it's like a different time. And uh, I mean, the whole movie is a satire. 
But what, yeah, so they're using live rounds. Obviously, something really bad happens to one of the characters. That we oh, I just got a good one. Throw and attached to. But what else is happening is like, there's no wall. Somebody pointed out in one of the message boards I was reading, there's no wall set Separating. up. Separating. Separating. Because they have all these simultaneous um, uh, drills going on with live. So if even if you do miss your target or like, gonna it, something. it's going to hit something, there's going to be collateral damage. So yeah, uh, uh, Starship very, Troopers very is a foolish. great one. Uh, and then I have one, but it's a total, total spoiler, but it comes from my, my Lahane, the, the hate movie that I absolutely love, but Tocasta, it's the Lahane. Uh, and then Bobby Peru. That's right. And Wild at Heart, after the, uh, the, the, the bank robbery scene, he, uh, he's, he's such a sick bastard and he just wants to fuck over in a cage, a sailor so badly that he, he, he trips and, uh, things don't go well for him, mm -hmm. his face or the, uh, stocking that's covering his face. It's very gross. Very, oh. very gross. Also, Rands for Better Brian is John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Uh, Starship Troopers, as previously mentioned. Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams in Game Night. That great is call. great. Uh, bulletproof Cup scene in Starship uh, in Super Troopers. Uh, Will Ferrell with the dark done in Old School, where he inhales the dart. Uh, Wheezy Joe in Intolerable Cruelty. And Avi, or is it Avi? I don't remember. In Snatch. Avi. Avi. Cousin Avi. Uh, and one that I just thought of is uh, Ed, the demonstration of Ed 209 in RoboCop. Oh, my God. It's great. Or they have another irresponsible for Hoven. Yeah. where the executive is holding the like the chrome bladed pistol. Yes. And then he's just waving yeah. around like, oh, hold. no, but Ed 209 when he puts it down too, and Ed 209 is irresponsible yeah. because yeah, he wasn't it's both. programmed. It's properly. Both, yeah. 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 Or both the way the gun is being used and then Ed 209 reaches. Oh, I wish I thought I might have had Ed 209 on my list. Mm. I would have worn my shirt. That Ed had, oh. It's a good one. It's a oh, great the one. Joke, just the duck shirt is good. Oh, yeah. and he's such a douche the way he's holding the pistol. He's like, should I? Uh, <laughs> give me your mind. So white collar. Just the, <laughs> not a chance in the world that he thinks there's any danger. Yeah, and because like the machine was created for him and his type. Like yeah. he is such an archetype and so stereotypical that guy, but it's great and it works. Yeah, and thinks that they're in complete control of this thing. Oh, I love that uh, Robocop. The original mm. Robocop is just, it's phenomenal. The remake's a little better, but. Uh, I like the second one too, Robocop 2 with, oh, really? uh, with was Kane. That. He's selling that drug. Nuke is the name of the drug. Really? Yeah. Never saw. Comes a little packet and you just jam it in and just squeeze the packet. Good stuff. Let's gamble. Gambling. She has sex week. with Kane and he's like a robot. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. You ever see that Robocop 2? Just the one. Good just, shit. Just first one. Robocop 2 holds up. All right. I'll check it out. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Volume 3. We gambled on last time. Anderson guessed 71. Brian guessed 90. In a rare turn of events, the score went up no from shit. last time. Did it go up enough? Uh, well, we'll see. With 309 reviews, the actual Rotten Tomatoes score is 82%. Oh, I won. Making Brian the winner. Yeah, by uh, one point. No. Congrats, buddy. Ooh, what a, uh, you whatever. won by two points. One and a half points. Huh. Nice. Nice. Congrats, buddy. Congrats. Now, pulling victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> this week, we have a choice. We can either gamble on Fool's Paradise or Blackberry. <laughs> They're both similar movies. What about Book Club? No Book Club, Rabbi. Uh, we want to do the Charlie Day movie. He wrote Directed Stars. That's Fool's Paradise. It looks very good. That one has a wider range. One of sure. the, Only Blackberry has a score. Fool's okay. does not. I don't think that spoils anything. We want immediate but. gratification. Blackberry is the, uh, the movie about the Blackberry and how it was invented. And that has a score. Fool's does not. Glenn Howerton's in that one there. Also from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Competing Properties. I know it's weird. They're both coming out the same Isn't weekend. It? It's very strange. Uh, Cause you think they're going to get some crossover for sure. People like me, I want to see both those guys. So what do you movies. do? Whichever is more, more convenient, whatever is closest. Yeah, seriously. 
All right, uh, I'm down with let's do let's do Blackberry. It's gonna be the bigger of the two, I think, at least initial weekend. I think it has a, a, high, a, a bigger uh, PR machine behind it. Okay, Blackberry. Mm-hmm. All right, got a number. So do I. On three. Yep. One, two, seventy-five. Mm. Anderson right, guesses feel, feel seventy-five. Brian seventy-one. I would have done seventy if I knew you were doing seventy-one. With forty-four reviews, the current Rotten Tomatoes score is ninety-eight percent. Holy shit! It's pretty good. I was off. This means Brian will be seeing Blackberry this weekend. Yeah, so I already bought my tickets just now. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, thanks to our own oh, Jesus. We have so much going on. Thanks, Tyler uh, Booth, for Nausicaa in the last episode. Thanks, Brian McCulley, for the top five this week. Top five irresponsible gun handling scenes. If you want to assign us a topic, you can do so over on our Patreon. Blackberry, I should reiterate, too. It's Matt Johnson directed Blackberry, who... I guess a lot of people would say hit and miss uh, the dirties being a definite hit with anyone who saw it. Then he followed it up with Operation Avalanche, which uh, was fantastic in certain scenes and other scenes. I think it might've just been a little bit too big, too soon for Matt Johnson, but this, this kid's not a kid anymore, but he's fantastic. And I'm very excited to see uh, his follow-up, I guess, to Operation Avalanche. Matt Johnson. Um, Oh, what is going on here? Oh, he's looking older. I haven't seen him in a while. Matt Johnson. I guess you're growing up. Not a kid anymore. Matt Johnson. <laughs> what is, there's a lot going on here. On uh, the listener art. Very inside baseball. It, it, it kind of Quite is. Literally. All right, I got I to gotta see this. Now let's uh, continue uh, getting out of here. Wait, is this from... Is this from Moneyball or is this actual from like real life? I think it's from real life. Oh. The photo at least. Well, then I don't... I don't, I don't now, I'm uh, making that action. It's because we were talking about the weird, the weird beard. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Uh, yeah, it's just a play on how <laughs> a right. lot of MLB players now have that. Oh exact wow, beard. good call. Oh shit, you're right. They all have, okay. Oh, they have the weird beard. They all have the weird beard. Even the ones that don't, I think, where it was added on for the sake. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so they're inside the locker room, and then obviously, yeah, because I think we were talking about <laughs> yes, oh, yes, good yes. call. We were Kevin. talking about there was a chance that's like a uh, very slim chance, but there's a chance that all of these guys in Major League Baseball that have this Amish looking goatee <laughs> are giant sportless. <laughs> more, more, more specifically, fans of the killer in sportless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. Uh, Kevin Zinmeister, Zinsmeister. Is this a uh, new offer for Kevin? I th- yeah. Kevin, welcome to the fold, my friend. Uh, jump pull. in anytime. That's good. Is good, that good. him in the background? Is that the actual killer? Is that it must be. It, it must it be. Is. No, it is on the screen behind him, but the guy with his hand up on the wall there. He looks like, no, I don't think that is. No, no. Definitely not. My eyes are deceiving me. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, welcome to the uh, Film Vault family. An auspicious debut. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he CGI'd a lot of them all. Look at that one. <laughs> he gave it a little grade on the tips. <laughs> Thanks to Lion Face Boy for being our feature artist this Good. week. Nice work. Check them and Kevin's art out at AndersonandBrian.com. Patreon, as always, The Film Vault on Patreon. Anderson and Brian on the, as the website. Thanks for continuing to use that Amazon banner. Addie's Antiques on Facebook Marketplace. We just made a run to Vegas to get like a once in a lifetime oh. um, lot, a lot of lots of uh, old antique uh, vintage depression era glass uh, sh- shakers, like salt, pepper shakers, all cumin shaker, all these different kinds of shakers uh, that a lot of collectors and, 
and the like. Uh, well, full love. lead. They are so they're in such great quality. Uh, we had to drive all the way out to Vegas to get them, but uh, it makes sense on a, on a business scale. Plus, it was an excuse to do something with the boy and the and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the girl. So, really fun trip. And those will be uh, Jillian will be putting those up on Addie's Antiques, which has a whole lot of fun stuff. Especially, with, oh, we should have done a push for Mother's Day. We suck. Oh, work. come on. All right. Of course, loaded for bear doc. Dot com. Uh, we are doing work as we speak. I'm speeding home to get some work in before I got to pick up Atticus. And sorry for running long there, Avery. But uh, thank you for all those who have given. If you need more information, loadedforbeardoc.com. And actually, we have the budget at the very bottom and uh, the PDF of the uh, pitch deck. And any, any information right. or questions, uh, shoot me an email. I'm always uh, open and accessible. All right. Very cool. Anderson and Brian on Instagram and TikTok. The Film Vault on Twitter and Facebook. The Film Vault Podcast on YouTube. Thanks to everyone who helps the show. That's Giovanni, Mitch Burns, Mike Cole, and Eric Kath. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Patreon listeners. Appreciate you. Until next time. We thank Brian McCauley for a good list. No, he's okay, cool. cool. Uh, until next time, we do it for Van Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? <laughs> you get us queen's podcast and here at queen's we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history from new orleans voodoo queen marie laveau to marie antoinette and everything in between each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun dramatic and juicy stories of fascinating women from history listen wherever you get your podcasts cheers hi i'm neil and i'm ken and we are from the triviality podcast a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.